Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. Welcome, Real Presence Live listeners. This is Nick Medelsky coming to you from Rock and Roll Rochester, Marvelous Med City. At the beautiful St. James Coffee, I'm enjoying a St. Valentine's Day mocha. I know it's a day late, but it's, uh, it's really, really good. It's dark chocolate and strawberry. And Anyway, let's get back to the content of the show. So uh, we have a great show coming up this morning. I'm going to talk about Theology of the Body in our first segment. Uh, stained glass windows after that. Um, and some other great stuff coming up in the second hour, especially... Our final interview will be about the Brouhaha fundraiser for St. James Coffee. So very excited to talk about that one. But first, our first guest uh, this morning is uh, an expert on theology of the body and leads some very exciting retreats. And I can't wait to uh, get into this interview because there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. So my first guest is Jen Messing from Into the Deep Ministries. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. How are you? Great. Uh, would you mind telling our listeners just a little little bit of your background um, and kind of who you are? Sure. Yeah, I am from northeast Minneapolis, born and raised, still live around here and go to St. Charles Romeo in uh, St. Anthony. I have been uh, around the block as far as you know, went to Bemidji State, did a master's in, or I did my undergrad in social work and then got a master's in theology about 10 years after starting to give talks on theology of the body. Um, and then about that same time, 10 years ago, I gave, um, gave into the, the call to start a nonprofit, <laughs> which I was resisting <laughs> big time, but I, uh, I am going on my 10-year anniversary here, and actually yesterday was the 20th anniversary of giving my very first talk, so that was kind of a big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really weird, but it's very kind of cool to hit a milestone like that. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, so here I am, <laughs> running the nonprofit, living the dream, right? <laughs> living the dream, absolutely. <laughs> I, just, I laugh, actually, because people in the, the Theology of the Body Institute is some place where I have taken courses to enhance my knowledge of Theology of the Body, and there were young people that I sat at a table with one time during one of my courses, and they, they were all excited. They're like, if you could do anything to spread the Theology of the Body, what would you do if you could, like, quit your job and do just that? And I'm sitting there going... I guess I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'm running a nonprofit, and sometimes I wish I could just have a normal job where I was nine to five and went home. But it doesn't always work that way. So, anyway, we're, it's humorous. Yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, obviously, uh, theology of the body is something very important, uh, and especially very important to you. Like you said, if you're willing to yeah. um, not work the normal nine to five job, found a nonprofit. 
lead these retreats and give these speakings, you know, give these speakings. That's not proper English, but I think the listeners know what I mean. Speaking engagements. Speaking engagements. That's the word. Thank you. So obviously theology of the body is something that's very important. Um, Could you kind of tell our listeners how you first encountered it and what sort of spoke to you um, in theology of the body? Yes, actually, and this is going to date me, but that's all right. Giving talks for 20 years already dated me. Um, <laughs> I was given a cassette tape set of Christopher West, Naked Without yeah. Shame, listened to them on a road trip, and yep. listened to them again in the same road trip. I mean, they, they blew me away because it was a thing where I had not ever doubted what the church taught, but I just didn't know how to explain it. And I mm. was very shy to try and get out there and be like, this is this is why we teach this. It's like I don't know why we teach that, you know. But I, I didn't doubt it. But it was just like, oh my gosh, this just gave me words. Like that was the, I think the biggest impetus. But also with my social work degree, everything about that is mm. learning about the dignity of the human person and how you can basically find resources to help people through humps. You know, like you, it's there's a little slight difference between like say social work where you're kind of helping people over a hump versus right. like psychology or therapists who are kind of in it for the long haul. Right. I felt very drawn to social work and, you know, just kind of being a resource kind of person. And I realized this is the heart of why social problems happen is people don't Mm. know who they are and they don't know what their, what love is. And they, they honestly have no idea how deep their dignity goes and they don't know the dignity of the other. And so when you, when you don't know these things, when you, you kind of, go through life just in this fog, you treat yourself and you treat other people in ways that are less than what we're made for. And so that was actually a huge piece of why I turned to spreading it is because I thought this this is not just a band-aid. Like this gets to the actual heart of why social problems happen. And so that was where I, I actually didn't set out to become a speaker. I just wanted to spread it everywhere. Right. And then was eventually I was asked to give a talk and it kind of went from there. But it's very, um, it was very pivotal in my decision of how to even operate with the work that I do and the random jobs that I would take to just basically support myself while I spread theology of the body. I mean, that was kind of my <laughs> deal. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I just, at some point, I realized I couldn't do anything else. So, yeah, and I I think I, I really liked uh, a point you made there about how it's you know a lot of times theology of the body people think of it as specifically about relationships, especially kind of you know romantic relationships, things like that. But it is a more holistic yeah. worldview, and I like that part you said about yeah. how it's not just about recognizing the dignity in others, but recognizing the dignity in ourselves, which I do think is one of yes. the problems that most people have uh, today. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> in fact, some of the, I just last night gave a talk to a group uh, for Valentine's Day, and we were actually talking about Christian friendship. And when you get down to it, really, friendship, um, romantic love, no matter what you're talking about, like the, the stem of it all, it starts with love, and there are different kinds of love, but you have to receive from God first. And the emphasis that I find myself making a lot more these days is partly because of the gender confusion stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. really at the core of recognizing God pours himself out. We are the ones that open up and receive his love. We can't give something away that we don't have, right? So you open yourself up to God's love, but then you you pause and you look around and you go, okay, who am I going to make 
my gift of love too. I re- I've received this love. Now I give this love to others. But what I've realized is that if we don't pause for a second and actually think, thank you, God, for giving me me, my life, my body, who I am, unrepeatable me, like, thank you, not out of pride, but out of like, whoa, God, I am literally the only me ever that will exist, and you have put me here for a purpose. Right. And you have poured your love into me, and now now I am meant to give myself, not just love generically, I am meant to give myself as a gift to the people around me. And if I don't know who I am, or if I've rejected the gift that you've given me, like, example, my body, if I've, ex- if I've rejected that, then how do I make a gift of myself to the people around me, right? So, so it actually is, it's been a fascinating journey for me even to go deeper and deeper and deeper into theology of the body because it's, it's always simple and yet profoundly deep. There's this baseline of understanding that God made us. Yes, we fell. Yes, Satan tackles us in body and soul. <laughs> Jesus came and saved us. We live out this whole battle in body-soul reality. We are going for heaven. You know, like, we know the story, but right. to break it down into these tiny little pieces where you realize, like, oh, it's not just generic, like, oh, I'm supposed to love people around, around me. It's like, I first have to receive the gift of me from God because he poured his gift of life into me. That is that is what love is. Like, he gave himself to me as a gift, and then I receive from him, and I turn around and I go, who do I make a gift of myself to? And that's that's the whole cycle that you, you just start going deeper and deeper each each time. You, even I, when I give talks, I find myself saying things that I've not actually ever said before, and <laughs> that that's not one of them. I've been saying that for a little while now, but it's just mind-blowing um, how deep it can go. And that's where recognizing our dignity and knowing that every human person, this, it, it applies to every human person because we've all got bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it really goes back to, you know, St. John Paul II is really the one who um, sort of put a formula to theology of the body and kind of popularized that yeah. concept specifically, but it's been with us uh, throughout the history of the church, right? That yeah. as, as human beings, we are a unique gift, uh, gift from God, right? You know, it goes all the way back to Genesis right. where God creates Adam and Eve and says, you know, this is good, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's, and looking around the world uh, today, and I'm sure, you know, just like John Paul II growing up and, you know, Growing up during the uh, the Nazi occupation of Poland, then the Soviet occupation of Poland, um, seeing all the terrible things right that human beings could do, but yeah. still through all of that, seeing that human beings are fundamentally good and fundamentally are a gift yeah. from God, and realizing yeah. that dignity within ourselves and within other people is really kind of the the heart of of social justice and you know a big part of who we are as Catholics and Christians yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, Amen. <laughs> so if you're just joining us, uh, Nick Medelsky in St. James Coffee in Rochester, uh, Minnesota, with Jen Messing on the phone from Minneapolis, uh, Nordeaster, uh, joining us this morning. Um, I, uh, I go to church at uh, St. Constantine's in Northeast as well. So um, Really? Very Somewhat cool. familiar with the area. Uh, so right. a great uh, Minnesota show uh, starting us off this morning. Uh, 
one thing, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it after the break, uh, but a big part of your ministry and kind of the, one of the exciting things I found when looking through your the materials on your website are the ID retreats. Uh, could you just kind of mm. give us a, an overview of what those are? Yes, sure. Um, so the overarching name of the organization is Into the Deep, and when I was pondering creating this thing, it was meant to put an umbrella over everything that I do, right? So the speaking, mm-hmm. the teaching engagements, the you know study group that I run right. where we read the actual text of GPQ uh, work, and then the camping retreats that I've created in order to get people out and about so that they're away from their electronics, they have an opportunity to be in silence a little bit, and they're also able to kind of look up and around and be in the original cathedral that God created for us mm. to, to ponder Him. And it's not even that I would ever advocate for getting rid of a physical church for Mass. That's not what I'm doing, but we do <laughs> right. follow in the footsteps of JP2, and in that he would have, like, flip over his kayak and have Mass right there where he was. Right. Um, and that was a huge inspiration to me because I've done camping stuff my whole life, and so the the reality of bringing people into a situation where there is, there's a five-day spread of time to ponder concepts and chew on them while you're hiking, while you're canoeing, while you're camping, while you're laying on your back looking at the stars, whatever, um, sitting around the fire. These are all very organic places where I think God made us to ponder the stars and ponder fire and ponder our lives and who are we, why are we here. There, are, it, it just gives people a space because their world is so full of noise, usually via via screens, via um, even just the busyness of people around them. Right. Um, that it's really hard to have silence. And I, I was given the beautiful gift of having time at our cabin every summer, a whole month where we didn't, you know, no, no electronics, no electricity, no plumbing, mm. or whatever. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. our cabin is very rustic, and right. we had a whole month up there, which I didn't think was unique until later. Um, but I experienced in my own body, like what it is like to separate out from just having the radio or the TV and Hmm. how that was hard, but I loved it. Every time I did it, it was like, I love this. I don't want to go home. And to have the opportunity to walk in the woods and not be afraid of what you think might jump out at you and (laughs) just work through the junk that goes through your head that keeps you from the woods. And honestly, that was the first place that I remember ever saying, okay, God, I know you're, like, literally here with me. I might as well say hello, you know? So, like, that was my first memory of having, like, literally a private personal prayer kind of situation. Um, And so just the idea of an ID retreat is to get people into a situation where they can have that time to connect with God. And then I basically weave concepts of the theology of the body into my commentary all week long so that hopefully they're pondering that as well. If if the only thing they come out of there with is connecting with God deeper in a more deep way, like praise God, um, hopefully they maybe leave with a definition of theology of the body and some cool concepts <laughs> that they can walk home with. But, you know, honestly, trying to help them understand that they are unrepeatable, that their senses are made to pick up on all of these, these gifts that God mm. is constantly pouring out, that right. everything around us is gifts that the person next to us is a gift. And, oh, by the way, we are all in this together, you know? not mm-hmm. We're not a bunch of independent people. We are meant to be in this together, and yet we have to have a one-on-one relationship with the Lord as well as having a communal relationship with people around us. And so it's, it's kind of a family-style situation. We go 
and there's, there's a wide variety. Like I do middle school girls, high school students, regular adults, young adults, couples, moms and daughters. I do a lot of variety. Um, some of them are in the wilderness. Some of them are just front country, state park, national park, campgrounds. You know, just because of the variety that I do, it's different with each one. And seasonally, it's different. I utilize lodges in the wintertime, you know, so... Sometimes people are like, whoa, do you go camping when you're on that winter thing? I'm like, no, actually, we stay in a lodge. So, <laughs> so it's, Not crazy. It's actually a very... Right, yeah. I mean, I, I have gone winter camping myself, but I have not yet led a trip of winter camping. Um, mm. So, you know, the, the variety is there, but it's, it's all um, bringing from the fact that this is such a universal message. And so I basically have put it out there for a lot of different age groups and given a lot of different people the opportunity to hopefully connect more with God and each other in in the outdoors, in a hiking or canoeing, camping situation. Awesome. That's, that's so exciting, and I can't wait to, to talk a little bit more about it. We're up against the break right now, but when we come back, we'll talk more about these fantastic retreats and kind of uh, walk through one maybe and uh, give people a little more details on that because this is such an exciting concept. I think a lot of people are going to be take advantage of this. We live our, a lot of our signals cover areas where a lot of people are outdoorsy, so it makes sense to talk about this today on Real Presence Live. Stick with us through the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky in St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, Med City. Wonderful place to be. Um, talking this morning with Jen Messing of uh, Into the Deep Ministries, talking about the ID retreats, theology of the body, all that exciting stuff. Um, really, some some great and exciting opportunities uh, to talk about. So uh, before the break, we're t- we just kind of introduced, kind of overarching about these ID retreats. Um, and like you said, you, you go to all kinds of places. I was surprised when I looked at the uh, all the locations, the fun places you get to go to. I worked for the uh, the Forest Service for five year, four years, four years. Really? Um, so I really love fun. being in the outdoors and everything. So real exciting, you know, like uh, top places you would want to go anyway if you're kind of outdoorsy. Uh, I see Glacier uh, National yeah. Parks on there, a lot of the state parks here in Minnesota, Boundary Waters, um, mm-hmm. Canoeing Retreat, all these kind of really cool places you'd want to go to anyway the north shore uh, couples <laughs> retreat i saw you did uh this past october yeah you know these are just yeah. beautiful places to be and like you said so so conducive to prayer you know there's just such a yeah. deep connection yeah. in the wilderness there so how do you find the time yeah. to go all these places i mean it's uh, and and how do you <laughs> choose places you know because there, there's so many beautiful places in the world but i see you know like i said glacier yeah. in uh montana right um, up in Alaska, yeah. you know, all these different places. So how how do you kind of come up with a schedule for yourself? Because um, you got to be busy all the time. That is very real, yes. Uh, my my mother definitely is like, Jen, you're doing too much. But um, now that I have staff, though, it's been a lot. That, they, that was kind of the goal of getting staff was so that I could actually handle what I was starting to imagine in my head. Um, mm. <laughs> I think... The way it grew, though, is I literally started with one adult trip, one teen trip, and then I had a group of people ask, you know, hey, can you do a group of these middle school girls for us? Like, for the, the group of moms had me do a group of their, their daughters, and it was so fun that I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm totally doing a middle school girl, girl trip every year because <laughs> they're just cute. They, like, they love their adventure. They're, like, right. all about it. They're just, it's really cute. I, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite trips is doing middle school girls. Mm-hmm. Um but the the reality is that I've had a rotation for the middle school girls and a rotation for the high school students so that if they come every year, they can see a variety of places. So, ah. like, I keep it pretty simple for the girls. I stick to Minnesota. Um, so it's like Bay Cook, Gooseberry, and Mystery Cave is going to be this mm. summer. Cool. And then uh, the high school students, I rotate two North Shore locations, Pedagooch and Cascade and mm. the Black Hills and Porcupine Mountains in Michigan. So then oh, every the other year it's out of state, yep. And then <laughs> two years, you know, I rotate it so that there are a couple of North Shore experiences and then a couple of variety places. So a little bit further drive, but not quite as big of a deal as when I do the adult trips, which I choose a different national park every year. Mm. I try to pick, and actually I should say for the teens too, I do both canoeing and hiking every summer. So. I do a rotation of hiking, which is what I just described, and then I rotate between the Boundary Waters and Voyagers National Park because Boundary Waters, mm. it's like all out carrying everything on your back, whereas the Voyagers is basically paddle in, stay in one spot, and go out every day on day trips, so they don't uh, have the portage. But they, they get the gotcha. full experience of the big waves and big whatever, you know, big like weather and yeah. water. Oh, yeah. But it's, um, they have to do everything the same way, but it's not quite as hard to carry things, so... Um, but then the adults, like I've 
kind of morphed into this thing of having some variety. So I do young adults, and I do a ski trip in the winter, and then mm. I do it, I pick up a, a hiking destination somewhere national park wise every year. Um, it's either backpacking or hiking, depending on what I think I can have time for. Like that has sometimes morphed based on what time of year and if I have help from staff or interns. Um, but because backpacking and boundary waters are much more time intensive to plan. Um, but then I pick a canoe trip. So I've tried to do the boundary waters a couple of times and I've done, um, a mom and daughter trip and I've done a couples retreat on the North shore for five years now. And that's been extremely popular. So that stays the same. The mom and daughter trip stays in the same location, so there's a little less to plan as far as just going back to the same place. But I do just have fun with the national parks. I literally kind of think, you know, I have not yet repeated a place yet. I have not gone mm. back to the same national park yet in the 10 years that I've run into the deep. I've chosen a new national park every year. The, the question mark in my mind is when do I start repeating mm. um, because there are so many cool parks, and that's right. where I haven't run out. I haven't run out of the prominent ones yet. So it's kind of this like, well, I don't know, you know, maybe I'll go. And this year it was like, well, let's go off season. Let's do something, you know, in Texas where it will go there. You know, I was going to go this week actually, but I'm I moved it to November because of my mm. health stuff. Um, mm. I wish you may or may not know I'm dealing with cancer, but I'm right. doing well, so that's fine. Good, good. Um, I mean. Pray, pray for me. It's, it's not over, but it's, just, oh, absolutely. it's going pretty good. It's just I'm supposed to be chilling out and resting more, and that's, <laughs> that's not my norm. So, right. um, yeah, I laugh heartily because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is actually really hard. But it's good. It's really good. Um, so, anyway, that will be in November. So it's cooler here, but down there is actually lovely. It's like, you know, 60, 70 degrees or whatever. So, right, yeah. Um, so those are the kinds of things that I look at. It's like what temperature is it in this place at what time mm. of year and you know, what holidays am I dodging or whatever, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> this year we're doing the Boundary Waters over the 4th of July, specifically because oh. I want to try to re-engage the Frasati Society, which is a bunch of young adults that I, I started this young adult group way back when, um, and try to remind them of the, like, people that haven't joined it yet. Like, there, there was a core team that they've all gotten married and moved away, and so I kind of stepped right. in and said, okay, I'll do a first Saturday hike for this whole year, and then I will do a 4th of July trip because we used to, that was our tradition, was to go on his feast day. It's not officially his feast day, but that's the day he died. Um, we chose the 4th of July as our, like, the center point of some big national park trip. Oh. So I'm doing boundary waters. <laughs> so that'll be, I think, the third of july until like the ninth or something it's like a sunday afternoon to a saturday afternoon so awesome. anywho there you have it that's <laughs> the uh the process <laughs> <laughs> well i love it like, like you said there's so many national parks um it's such a great chance to see those there's plenty of state parks and plenty of places that you know uh being here in uh southern minnesota is i'm sh as i know a lot like living in um southern michigan was where i grew up where everyone goes up mm. north for vacation yeah so why not yes. make theology of the body right um in this wonderful yes. teaching part of that vacation you know like i said a, a couple's yes. retreat on the north shore couples go up to the north shore all the time right so yeah it's not uh, not That's something <laughs> right so uh these are right? just beautiful opportunities to to 
to marry the two concepts, no pun intended, but marry the concepts right. of, you know, going and enjoying the beautiful outdoors that, that God gifted us with here, um, but also bringing it all back to him, right? Um, yeah. So it's just such yeah. a cool idea. I, if, if, if the listeners, and, and you couldn't tell, I, I, re- <laughs> I really, really like this idea. So um, I'm so excited beautiful. we got to talk about it. So if our listeners yeah. want to find out more um, about uh, Into the Deep and about these ID retreats, where would they go? www.idretreats.org. <laughs> so it's ID as in Into the Deep, retreats is plural, dot org. Awesome, awesome. And like I said, I've been yes. scrolling through the uh, the website right now, and I, I think all the, uh, yeah, the all the 2022, are all of the 2022 retreats up yet? Are there more still brewing? They are, they're, they're there, but... A lot of the details haven't been posted. I just ah. hired somebody January 3rd, and so ah. we have been in the craziness of trying to get her up to speed. Um, and she's been awesome, but it's just the whole reality of, okay, that is a task that hasn't happened yet. We really need to get all the details up for this summer. But the, uh, the dates and the age groups are there. So you would be able to actually go in and see what is available for which age groups and when they are and where they are. Awesome, and and uh, like we we're kind of talking uh, talking about earlier, uh, there's one coming up here in at Mystery Cave, which is kind of around here in Rochester, in southeast Minnesota. That's the, yes. the middle school girls retreat. So uh, maybe some yes. people around here might be interested in that one. And I also see you're doing one in the uh, in the Badlands, out in the Black Hills, which are uh, you know we have our signal out in Rapid City. So some of our listeners oh, out there yes. might be interested in joining in with that. So um, great yes. to be able to share this with Team everyone this morning. Trip. Uh, thanks for joining yes. us this morning, Jem. It was great talking to you. Oh, I'm very blessed. Very blessed to have a good conversation. Have a and, lovely day. And thanks for joining us this morning, <laughs> listeners, on Real Presence Live. After the break, we're going to be speaking to Eric Pennick of Cathedral Crafts Stained Glass Studio in Winona. So stick with us here on Real Presence Radio. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.